Welcome everyone to Orenthal Redux. We are re-releasing our original short series Orenthal with new editing and music. Three years ago, we started our podcast with this actual play, with no idea of where it would lead. Taking place over a hundred years before our current actual play adventures, our characters in Orenthal looked for clues and hunted for a secret foe who instigated devious plots within the city. Hello everyone, I'm Tony, the Dungeon Master of the campaign, and with me here are the following players. Hi, I'm Adam, I'm going to be playing Sildan, he is a Way of the Kensei monk, uh, and he's a wood elf. Hi, this is Bethany, I'm playing Saria, who is an ASMR Order of the Immortal mystic. I'm Rachel, I will be playing Kalima, the Cleric Domain of the Grave. Hey, I'm Nick, I'm playing Tor, the Dwarven Inquisitive Rogue. I'm Chris. I will be playing the human wizard Daryl Mavis. And we would all like to welcome you to Orenthal. Orenthal Redux, Episode 4. Am I supposed to know them? Last time, after fighting off a group of thugs, the party chased after a strange figure who had watched them from the shadows. Arriving at the ruins of an abandoned home, the party searches for this figure, who seemed to have simply seeped into the ground and disappeared. I'm going to switch to my uh, nomadic mind and do proficiency in investigation. Okay. So you focus your energies and... I'm going to go... since we have found where a door is, I would like to check this door to see if there's anything dangerous about it. 24 on my investigation. And you're checking for danger? Or are you just checking the door? I'm checking the door. Is there anything off about it? Anything okay. that's going to prevent us from opening it? What's the what's the door situation? All I'd right, like so to looking at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, does it have hostile intentions? <laughs> you start to, to search the door and you notice a thin line of some sort of string seems to be connected to the door and to something below it. Almost as if it's trapped. Trapped? Uh, I'm going to quickly, uh, since I see Taurus coming to investigate, I'll be like, uh, I'm pretty sure I just found a trap, so be very careful. Are you able to disable traps? I don't have thieves' tools, but he pulls out his dagger. This has gotten me through some things. Well... Oh gosh. If you're going to just sever it. I can do that from a distance. Yeah, I like that idea rather than cutting it with a dagger. I stand back. I agree with this. So by about <laughs> this point, Daryl, you release the spell. You don't detect any magic within 30 feet. Okay. Question, how far are we over from a house? You're you're building? right there. I mean, all of, I'm assuming okay. all of you are there because you're looking at this trap door that's on the foundation of the house. And Tor will step away to, to let uh, the range thing happen. We're all going to step away, I think. Yeah. <laughs> step back maybe about 30 feet. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like a good range. So the, the type of tripwire, does it look like it's, if it goes slack, it triggers it? Or if uh, it goes taut, it triggers it? It seemed like it, if it goes taut, right, Tony? It looked like if you pulled on it, it would release something. Okay. So I will use my... Mage hand, I will give it my dagger to go and uh, cut the string. <laughs> okay. So you focus Woo. your arcane energy and your dagger floats from your pocket 
a nearly invisible hand floating along with it moves up and essentially just hacks at it. (laughs) And with one quick thunk as the dagger hits, you just see a quick puff of greenish gas shoot out from the edges of this doorway and circle the area that uh, directly around it for a moment before fading. Well, it is a good thing we weren't standing there. Yeah, I think we uh, found out what the trap does. Yeah. I mean, I'll have the mage yeah. hand bring me back my dagger. It takes only a moment and just, it kind of drops into your hand and you sheath it. All right, Epsubi doesn't take long for the, the noxious cloud to disperse. It takes only about six seconds. <laughs> wow, that's fast. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of specific. Yeah, 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 interesting. <laughs> Maybe a round? <laughs> so, uh... Let's let's go check out that door. Okay. So you approach. Who's opening it? Uh, the mage hand. A- <laughs> <laughs> can so, it open a door? So how much does not. the mage can the mage hand lift? Says it can carry ten pounds. Okay. So it reaches and grips the thin edge of this doorway, and it does not move. Hmm. Wow, heavy door. It's stone. Uh, I'll I'll uh, give it a try. Okay, make a strength check. check. Oh, no. Can I assist? You're one fault. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. We'll, we'll work together. That gives you advantage. 18. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, with a... <sighs> Sorry. Is able to lift this heavy door up and over and reveals a uh, ladder descending downward. Is it dark? You can just barely see the flicker of some light down below. I do have 60 foot dark vision, so. Actually, most of you have dark vision. That's right, I do have dark vision too. Does it, Who doesn't have dark vision? Daryl. Yeah. I'm just I gonna cast too. light. Okay. Okay, what are you casting it on? Soldan's booking it down there. Sure, I'll go first. I think you I said didn't. I'll go first. Uh, no, I said who would like to go first? Oh, I guess I, thought you said you were going. I, I guess I'll I, go down. I'll cast it on what's something you're carrying? Something I'm carrying, my magnifying glass. I'll cast it on your magnifying glass. <laughs> By this point, you guys start to smell smoke. Uh-oh. Smoke? Where? From where? From below. Oh, Like shoot. cooking smoke uh, okay. or like not cooking smoke? Like a burning. All right. I'm going to jump down there. I cast light on his thing, and I'm just going to jump down there and take out my scimitar. Okay. I'm going to climb down there. <laughs> I climb down. Make an acrobatics check, Saria. Cool. Acrobatics. I think I can do that. Total of 19. All right, you take two points of damage as you slam into the ground and tuck and roll. All right, do I see any flames? You see up ahead of you a small tunnel that seems to lead to a staircase that descends slightly farther down, and ahead you do see the flickering of some flames. Whatever it is, it's not a big fire. I will yell everyone, I see flames up ahead. I will extinguish them with my sword. Is your sword currently drawn? Yes. <laughs> okay, so after after she jumped down there, I wanted to go, like, right after her. So yep, how, you're how, flying like, down. Yeah. <laughs> you said you were climbing? I think I'd bring up the rear. Yeah, yeah, climbing down. All right, you're able to get down just after her because you're so quick. Okay. And then I'll go, I'll be like, I'm going with her. Daryl following? Yeah, only at a okay. non-crazy pace because you guys are <laughs> nuts. Yeah, and then as, as after yes. Terrell goes down... Kalima will, like, start climbing down and actually pull the door back closed. Okay. So we're the A-team. you hear with uh, Funk the, the door slam, and the only light now comes from the flames up ahead. 
And the light cast on <laughs> on Tor. And the light that is emitting from Tor. His magnifying glass. <laughs> oh, his magnifying glass. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Sara, you proceed forward and make it to the top of the stairs with Sildan close by you. As you reach the top of the stairs and look down, you see a fairly large room and two figures standing at the far corner, one dwarf and one human man, the male wearing a breastplate and no weaponry on him, dark, somewhat unkept hair, and a rough looking appearance. The dwarf beside him has a thick black beard, wearing chainmail, and no weapons on him either. Both of them are currently standing around a small fire that you can just see from the top of the stairway. Can I make a quick perception check to see what they're burning? Uh, you can try. All right, so perception check. Perception is eight plus six, uh, 24. 24, okay. You look and it definitely seems like they're burning some bedrolls as well as papers. Hmm. They're burning some documents, it seems like. Can I I move, Tony? Yeah, you can move. I was going to say, can I see it? Not yet. Okay. You would have to move towards the stairway. Can I I also move? Yep. Saria runs down the stairs and extinguish with her sword. All right, so Saria comes, comes in, blade drawn, and swipes the air. And as she does, all of the fire just suddenly extinguishes. Okay, I'll try and yell to the two people that are standing there. What do you think you're doing? Yeah, I would have just moved up to the stairs, so. <laughs> yeah, so so you guys would come join us, basically. We're all going to group together right here. No, I would have stopped at the top of the stairs. Oh, at the top. Okay, so yeah. you casters up at the top, idiots down at the bottom. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Kalima. Mm-hmm. As you come to the top of the stairs, you look down, and you see Melika. Saria, as you come up, both figures turn to look at you and Sildan as as he cries out. And you notice the dwarf is missing a pinky finger. Uh, Trabjorn? Do you know him? Not. I was looking for him. Is that you? Aye. I am Trabjorn. Why are you looking for me? I was told you're missing. I'm not missing. I'm here. What are you doing at this you notice melika start to kind of back away that i think uh i would yell melika stop and take a couple steps forward down the stairs i'll take a couple steps forward too yeah okay trabon looks at you we're dealing with an issue what are you doing here okay so i'm gonna use my view aura ability okay so as an action i can study his aura i'm gonna use this on trabon I can see if, it, if he's under any magical or psionic effects, his current hit points, his emotional state. I also have um, advantage on insight checks against him and a charisma and insight checks, basically. You do not sense any magical or psionic influence on him? Mm-hmm. 150 hit points? <laughs> Aggressive. Me- Melika actually looks up at you, Kalima, for a moment. What was that name? I can tell it's, it looks like him, at least. It looks exactly like him. You notice a few what look to be scars that you don't remember, but otherwise it looks like him. Rugged features, for the most part. Looks a little unkempt, but looks okay. like him. Melika, you are with my unit. And she's she seems unsure now, because he's questioning it. 
And I would like to come down just to the bottom of the stairs, though. Like, kind of, like, slowly walking down to not, like, spook him, yeah. He kind of just looks around. This is Melica? Yes. Trabon, am I supposed to know them? At which Trabon says, does it matter? What are you talking about now? What are you doing here? Did you sabotage my work and get me banished? Do I have you to thank for that? No. You got yourself banished with all your crazy talks when I took your research. I'd like to insight Trabon, please. Go ahead. Same. Ooh, that is a 10. 22. 16. If it's a lie, it's 18. It seems honest. He said, well, all he said was that you got yourself banished by how you reacted. I'm trying to insight whether he's preparing to like attack us since I know he's hostile or if he if he can be reasoned with. What was your total? 22. Looking at him, he's listening. He hasn't actually made an aggressive act yet, but you're not sure which way he'd lean right now. Okay. Melika, you notice Kalima seems to be reaching into a pocket at this point. And it takes a moment and you see he's trying to trying to subtly get some flint out. Do do we all see this? I mean, I said I was specifically watching him. You were specifically watching him? I would say Tor sees this as well. Tor at this point shifts his gaze to Melika and he, he does he does point his crossbow at Melika. Uh, can I can do I see him preparing to take out his crossbow? Can I do anything before he does that? Yeah, you are only just taking out your crossbow. You didn't have it uh, out. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up a hand and say, look, we're not here to have any aggression right now. We're just looking for answers. We wanted to make sure you're both okay. What are you doing here? We followed someone who was nearby when we were attacked, and then we saw that there was smoke, and we thought someone was in trouble. So we came to help. What are you burning? That's not why you took out a bunch of little thugs out on the street. What are you doing here? Why are you looking around the Low Hills District? Those thugs attacked us. It doesn't matter about the thugs. You know that that's nothing of importance. We're trying to find people who were taken against their will, and we thought that was you. Melika kind of looks around. Is there someone you care about that was taken? Yes. Yes. Who? Super confused look. That would... I think that would be you. The both of you from the sounds of it. Perhaps we were misinformed, but we understood that you're... You both are missing. We feared the worst. Not missing. Just don't like people coming into our home and interrupting our work. Let me ask this, and I'm pointing it... I'm directing this towards Malika. What is your name? What is yours? My name is Sildan. Sildan? That name sounds familiar. I am from the monastery of Kakos, outside of Orenthal. Ah, it was destroyed, correct? Ah, correct. Sildan, were you the only survivor of this monastery attack? No, there are a couple of my little trainees. Oh, did they come see you recently? His head's tilting and he seems to be staring at you intently. I'm going to say yes and a little, little aggression behind my voice. Can I do my, my view aura on Melika now? Yes. Okay. I want to see if there's any magical effect on him because he's being super creepy. You think? 
Can, can Tor yeah. try and see from where he's at what is what those papers are that Melika's trying to burn? You can make a perception check, but first, so again, it gives you if they are being manipulated. It says if it's under the effect of magical or psionic effects. Sorry, I understood that it was they were mentally affected by it. Yes, you do see a magical effect. Would I also have seen it on? Yes, you would have. Okay, I don't, it doesn't tell me what it is. It's just if nope. they're affected. And 80 hit points on Melika. And emotional state? Flighty. Okay. And here's my perception roll. Go ahead. A 17. Okay. It's hard to tell based off the angle you're at, and they are partially burnt. Some sort of documents, um, maybe a map, but it's hard to tell from your distance. You never answered my question. And what was that again? What is your name? Please, please tell us your name. Can I make a persuasion check? Uh, sure. I have advantage. Go ahead. 13. He looks between you and Tor. Well, according to her, nodding towards Kalima, I am Melika. Who are you according to you? Who do you think you are? I am very busy, and I can't deal with much more of this distraction. Very busy, uh, if, if I may. With what? He just turns and smiles at you. How about we look at this a different way? Perhaps with our various skills, we could help you with whatever you're working on. If you tell us more. The only help that we would need is service. So Daryl wants to kind of walk down to the lower area and he wants to uh, ask the dwarf if he was the one that uh, we saw up top that turned into a gaseous form. I I didn't think you caught up to me by that point. (sighs) All right, uh, Melika, you should go. Talk with Bai. I'll take care of them. I don't think I don't think that's such a great idea. Melika smiles, and at this point, he actually looks back toward you, Kalima. I was a soldier, was I? A couple years ago? Yes, and you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. Not sure what happened then. Question, Tony. Does he look like he's... Like he wasn't killed? Or does he look like he might be undead? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Make an insight check. You can. You have spells to do so. And Um, you have an ability, I believe. Eyes of the Grave. Yeah. But I've spent one minute in uninterrupted contemplation. I can determine the presence and natures of undead creatures in the area. And it just extends up to one mile in all directions. Okay. I mean, have we been there for like a minute? Like, oh, easily. Theoretically, have been trying to determine this. Yeah, I'll say that you were focusing on this, and by this point, you reach out with your senses, and you do sense undead, but not in this room. You, you sense an undead to the northwest, one of them, and it is an un- undead type. It doesn't really have another type. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think. It doesn't get super specific, but... Yeah. Uh, It's kind of like primeval awareness, right? Well, under the description, it usually has something more specific, like gnolls or humanoids. Where if you sense, like, a humanoid... Right, so this one just reads as undead. Okay. Okay. Melika's still there, right? For right now, yes. As this is all going, he... You see him get his flint, and he seems to be getting ready to strike to get another fire going. I would like to ready uh, an action. Tony, I yes. would like to use an ability if I can, but I'll let you All right, so what's first. the ready to action? If he looks like he's going to light a fire, 
Again, I want to use pyrotechnics and to blind them. Okay. Won't that set everything on fire? No, it actually extinct. <laughs> but he has, has the to use to, a fire. Well, it has the ability to uh, extinguish a fire. Yes. But it only works if the fire's already started. Yes. I will say, let me mention this quickly. If you wind up not using the actual spell because he doesn't do it, you still use the spell slot. Wait, say that again? Because you're readying an action, it means you are in the process of casting the spell, which means the energy is gone. So whether you use it or not, if you do this, you've used the spell. Okay. Just so you're aware. Yeah, I'll still do it. All right. So, Tony? Yes? Can I use my blind spot ability on Melika? What does that do? It erases my image from his mind. Okay. Just the image from you, right? Yes. Okay. And then I was going to rush up to him, basically. Is there no, uh, there's no save, right? So there is a save for me to remain invisible until the start of my next turn. Okay. So it's a DC six. Oh, I don't know if you, it's a little unclear, but I guess he needs to make the the wisdom save. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I have weird abilities. I'm figuring them out. As you do this, he calls out enough. Deal with them. I must go. And he goes and he strikes the flint onto the flint to, to start a fire, and it does begin to catch. Upon that, I need everyone to roll initiative. Daryl's ready to action goes off first before Saria can rush him. Sorry, right. I extinguish it. So the fire does catch for a moment. It's a constitution save for the blinding, yeah. But only okay. those two have to um, roll it, right? Yeah. Yep. You see the blast go off. Sorry, you're able to rush up to him, but it looks like neither of them were affected. Okay. But the flame is extinguished? Yes. It started and then stopped almost immediately. Okay, question, Tony? Yes. About psionic damage, I'm assuming cannot be non-lethal? Uh, no. Okay. I assumed it was like magic in that regard. Could I have said something? Sure. Don't harm them. Or don't do any permanent damage. (laughs) Sorry, I'll do Don't do any permanent damage. Don't kill them. I don't know how you say, don't do do non-lethal damage. I don't want to say just don't kill them, because that seems, yeah. Top of the round, Daryl. I will cast Mage Armor on myself. All right. Sildan. I'm going to run between the two of them. Okay. And then I am going to go ahead and attack both of them with unarmed strikes. I'll start with Malika. 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 (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll attack him with an unarmed strike. 21. 21 hits. So that is a 10. And then I'm going to spend a key point to stun him. You move in, throw a kick straight at Melika, slamming into his side, attempting to stun him, but he shakes it off. And then I'll go ahead and attack the dwarf dude. Uh, that's a 10. So you turn to go to strike against Trabon, and just your fist, he seems to catch it for a moment to stop you and just tosses your fist aside. You can just take as a bonus action another arm strike. Yes. That is a better one. That's 20. On Trabon? Yeah. Okay, so you, as he throws your hand, you go into a spin and thrust your leg back at him and slam into him. Ten. All right. What's the damage? That brings us to Melika. I cannot deal with this. And he focuses energy and begins to cast as he focuses on himself. And you see a portal open that slowly engulfs him. I want to counterspell, so... It's at a higher level. Okay, so it would be, I just roll a... Uh, D20 plus intelligence. Okay. 13. Oof. Yeah. I you roll. release the spell, and he vanishes. All right. Aww. Are the papers still there? The papers are there. He okay. is gone. So, Trabon looks at all of you, 
I... You hear a cracking in his neck. I suppose it's time to cut loose then. As he suddenly grows and shifts, his form goes blue and his hair goes white. He gets sharp, jagged teeth and his form becomes large and muscular. What? And he turns. It's time to have some fun. He's gonna hurt. <laughs> and you see him focus his energy and release a spell. At the casters? Yep. Of course. Not the casters! Oh, man. Uh, and I just used up my counter spell. So, Daryl, you see the spell released, and you fall unconscious. <gasps> uh, is it unconscious from my lack of hit points, or...? Your hit points are fine. Okay. Okay. Saria. Well, this is a totally different... I had this plan. Uh, there that goes. Since he's a giant monster. So, question about non-lethal damage? <laughs> yes. Just the damage that knocks him out has to be non-lethal, right? That is correct. Okay, cool. I'm not doing anything really significant yet, but I'm gonna shift my my focus with my bonus action Okay. to a psionic weapon. Okay. And then I'm gonna... Oh, you also know... I'm sorry. You also notice briefly that the strike that Sildan had inflicted seems to heal. (sighs) (sighs) Alright. Can I run around basically in front of him? Yeah. You quickly rush... And circle around, using Sildan to assist you. So I run around, so I'm facing him. And I say, why don't you pick on someone who can take it? And I will attack him with my scimitar. And since I'm going to do lethal damage right now, uh, I will also be doing the cold damage if I hit. Advantage because I have flanking from Sildan? That is correct. Okay, so that's a 22 to hit. That hits. Okay, so that's going to be a total of uh, 13 points of damage. Your blade comes out and you slash across his hide. And I just try to look really intimidating, like a real, like game face, total game face. (laughs) Total game face. Wait, how tall is he right now? What's at face level? His face level, his chest. Great, I will angle my face. Er, About about stomach, actually. You're like five, six, his stomach. I will try to do game face at his face. (laughs) Tor. I've been looking forward to this for some time, thief. And he will strafe off to the side, and he will, first of all, try to use insightful fighting. So that'll be a 26. So you focus on him in study, and his attention seems to not be on you, and you're able to see his weaknesses and his defenses. So you pull your crossbow out, aim it, level it at him, release the bolt. 24. 24. The bolt flies and strikes him in the side. Ugh. 11. 11 points of damage slam into this thing. That brings us to Kalima. Alright, so I saw Daryl drop. Yeah, you just see him go from, like, attempting a counterspell and then just flop. So I would actually kind of run up next to him and kneel down and kind of put my shield almost, like, over the two of us as I'm, like, trying to look at him and figure out if he's dead, if he's, you know, just unconscious, and kind of assess the situation. So is that medicine check? So make a medicine check, and if you succeed, you might be able to get him back up. An 18. Okay, so you lean in, and you just hear... (laughs) And you just... (laughs) And just kind of, like, shake him for a moment, and he's like... Excellent. Daryl, you are awake and prone. Okay. (laughs) And that was my action, I'm assuming? That was your action. Uh, then I will just kind of stay, I'm, I'm kind of like kneeling down with my shield, 
kind of between me and the the big guy and kind of blocking Daryl as well. Like, what are you doing? Daryl. So I will cast uh, Fireball in such a way that it will hit the creature, but be free and not get close to the documents. So you can probably just nick the creature, but you will have Tor and Saria and Sildan or Tor, Saria and Kalima in the blast. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Kalima just saved your life. These are our lives. All right. <laughs> so as I'm casting the fireball, you guys will see it explode out to the side and then a wall of fire comes rushing towards you. But right before it looked like it would hit you, the spell just seems to wrap around and harmlessly go around you. Daryl, from the ground, as he just leans up slightly and roll your damage. <laughs> Whoosh. <laughs> All right. So 29. All right. So you see a blast goes off that slams into this thing and just you hear a directed towards you, Daryl. Uh, I will stand up. Okay. Sildan. So, uh, are we foregoing all, you know, non-lethal attacks here? <laughs> and then I I guess I'm just gonna keep unarmed striking him since I don't have an answer yet. Go ahead. Uh, that is a 26. Yeah, that hits. That is an 8. I'm just gonna <laughs> attack him again. Another 26. That is 7. And then another arm strike. 7 plus 23. 23 hits. And six. So Sildan, after calling this out, just whack, whack, whack. Two kicks to, to this thing's leg and one to its spine, just slamming into it. You notice, again, some of the wounds on it seem to begin to heal slightly. And he just looks around. You like flame? I prefer the cold. And he focuses his energy and begins to cast as he releases a blast of cold air that hits Saria, Kalima, and Daryl. I need the three of you to make a constitution saving throw. Total of 20. Nine. A 10. So, Saria, you take 19 points of damage. Gosh. And Kalima and Daryl both take 39 points of damage. I am (laughs) down. So Daryl, in a single blast, just his body begins to freeze up and he just falls. I'm still up. I'm still up. (laughs) You are still up. I have two. (laughs) Two? (laughs) Two hit points, guys. Am I aware that... That they that they take this full force, Tony. We're yeah, sorry, you, I realized you're that. able to hold on, but you turn and peek over your shoulder, and you see Kalima like Shit. partially frozen. You see icicles forming in her hair, but she's standing, and it looks like just barely. Daryl, you see as like Daryl, ice has formed partially around his body, and he is just like he's actually being slightly held up by it. Like he would slump otherwise. Yep. I'm going to say I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> okay. Well, no, but it's, it's because I asked if we're, if we're yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, no, no, I know, no. I know. That, You're that's fine. That's her answer at this point. All right, I am going to, as a bonus action, use my lethal strike. We're going for the max okay. number of, of points. So you see Saria focus for a moment, and her blade almost seems to vibrate with some form of energy. <gasps> yes, that's what Oh, my God. Guys, this is going to hurt. 
That's ten d ten psychic damage. So fifty-eight points of damage. Nice. So I just like a little That's rabbit animal. Too. That's her making that sound, basically. Yeah. I thought you were Xena so Warrior Sarge Princess. Focuses and slashes, and you see a pulse come from her blade as this thing just knocks its head back. Blood actually starts pouring slightly from its eyes, nose, and ears, and it just oh, reels back and like slams down on one knee. Is still up. Ah, <gasps> uh, that's all I can do. <laughs> As she just, <sighs> you're next, Tor. You've had it out for me and my research this whole time, right? <laughs> Focus on me. Let's end this. And he's going to make an attack roll with, you know, sneak attack and all that. Sixteen. So you fire and see the bolts pass just through his armor and into him. So you hit. hit. Oh! oh. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Do it! Do it! 28 points. So you send the bolt and slam it into his chest. It's... And it slams down on one arm and one knee at this point and just looks up at you. I cared not for your research. It was a job and they wanted it. I got it done. But he is still standing. Kalima! I am actually going to drop my mace and pull my staff out and uh, use five charges to do mass cure wounds. Everybody gets 11 points of healing. Mass healing word. That's what's throwing me off. Because the one I just did was mass cure wounds. Yes. And he used it from the staff. Yeah, I used it from the staff, so it doesn't count. Seven total points more to anybody who would need it, because I can do up to six creatures. All right, so Daryl, you feel a bunch of healing energy just flood you in. You breathe. You feel a little stiff, but it is your turn. So am I already standing up because I was just kind of frozen in place? No, you're prone. All right. Well, I'll stand up anyways. I will go ahead and cast Firebolt. Does a 16 hit. How do you want to do this? (laughs) I'm guessing you only had like one health. If you're not even... That's exactly what he had. (laughs) Awesome. So Daryl will stand up and say, like, I am really tired of this floor. And he'll just, like, concentrate and launch a firebolt and basically puncture him through the heart. You see the the chainmail across him seems to just melt as this thing slams into his chest where the bolt from Tor had gone before, where the slash from Saria had been a moment ago, and just... Sildan, you duck as you see heat just form at this thing's back for a moment and a bolt fly above you and it just crumples and slams into the ground. I will step out of the way so that the hulking carcass does not fall on top of me. <laughs> yep, it slams down as <laughs> at the spot you were just standing. Yeah. <laughs> Tor immediately goes to these papers and tries to discern what they are. I am going to say it's going to take you quite a bit of time to look through them. That's fine. I think Kalima is going to go sit on the bottom step and, like, catch her breath. I think think Daryl might do the same. Yeah, sorry I'll go over and kind of be like, but seriously, are you guys okay? Kalima's going to look at me like, I've felt better. I've also felt worse. But not recently? But not recently. It's It's been over a year. I know it probably goes without saying, but I was able to discern that both had some sort of magical effect on them. Makes sense. I'll search his body a little bit. Make an investigation uh, check. Yeah. <laughs> can I do a check on the creature? 19. Uh, yes, you can do a nature check. 24. 
Okay, I'll go for the investigation first. So sure. you look, you look through him, and <laughs> you do see what seems to be almost an eye. Actually, you find in his pocket. It looks more like a pendant, but it looks very realistic. I will pick it up and show it to everybody. I found what looks to be almost a pendant. So the nature check. This is an oni. It is a spellcasting ogre-like giant. So I would know that he was never truly a dwarf. Nope. Well, I feel way less bad about having potentially been kind of murdery. (laughs) I mean, do they tend to disguise themselves like that, or...? They tend to hide among a populace, usually for different reasons. Sometimes they're in the service of someone more powerful than them. Other times, if they're on their own, they tend to just go and try and lure people away to eat them. So I will share with the group what I know about Oni that I read in one of my books, I'm sure, and say, so it sounds like he had some sort of boss or patron who hired him to do a job with your research tour. I hope we find them soon. I would like you to make an investigation check tour. Okay. I'm going to motion for uh, Sildan to... Show me the pendant, and then I was going to cast uh, Identify on it as a ritual. All right, I'll I'll walk over and give it to him. 22. Okay, it's going to take you some time, but I will let you know what you discover in a moment. Cool. What language are the papers in? What languages do you guys know? As a collective? Uh, Tor can read Common, Dwarvish, Abyssal, and Infernal. I have Versaria, Common, Celestial, and Elvish. And you're going and helping him at this point? Yeah, yeah, I'll go over and help him since Kalima doesn't seem like she wants to talk about it yet. And Tor's kind of being frantic. A little bit. (laughs) You do get scraps that appear to be in Dwarvish. Nothing that you can so far discern what they they might mean. You're kind of just looking through each of the papers trying to find your work, I'm assuming. Yes. Sorry, you do notice that it seems not all the papers are written in the same language. You do actually even catch a couple of small scripts written in Celestial. Really? I will put those aside. Okay, you pocket those. I mean, I'm assuming I can't read them right now that they're lengthy and it will take time. It will take you some time. I'm going to switch my psychic focus so I can read Dwarvish. Alrighty. <laughs> I'm just sitting there just like... Kind of thinking more about if he was an Oni, could Malachi or Melika had been had been one as well. I will briefly say to Saria, with your high check, you would know mm-hmm. Oni tend to work alone, even okay. under a specific master. I will share that information with Kalima to see. Uh, Oni tend to work alone, so whatever has happened with this person who looks like Melika, I-, I don't think he's an Oni. We'll figure it out. Okay. So Daryl would be interested in checking out the documents after he finishes identifying the pendant. Okay. By this point, I would say you're able to focus on it. And it is a magical item known as a hag's eye. It's usually formed when a coven come together and it allows the hag to see through the hag's eye. So basically it would allow a hag to see through it? The hag who created it. Right. Okay, so the, the item is specifically bound to the person who created it, or the, the hag yes. who created it. And it and the hag have to be on the same plane of existence. So I'll, I'll relay that, that it's possible that a uh, hag 
was either in charge of the Oni or somehow affiliated and was able to see through the, the pendant. I have a question. Go for it. Could you cast pyrotechnics again? Maybe if you gave me an hour to rest, I probably could. I kind of would like to blind whoever is on the other end before we destroy well, uh, it. Well, th- that's what I was asking. Uh, can I see it back? I'll take out my bedroll. Sure. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you- I'm going to wrap it in the bedroll. Do I know okay. if they would be able to hear sound through it in addition to sight? As far as you're aware, it seems like it's only sight. Okay. I'd like to destroy it, but I'd kind of like to just say screw you to whoever's on the other end and try to blind them or something. I don't know if it would necessarily blind them. They may not be looking at that particular moment. Yeah, it might not be and linked we, that closely. we may be able to use this to track them, so I don't know if destroying it is the best idea. I've never heard of that being done through yeah. something like this, and I've I've studied magic quite a bit. Okay. Can I do, um, like, a nature check to see what I know about hags, kind of, in general? That would be an arcana. Four? Yeah. Total of ten. <laughs> Thirteen. You do know they tend to like deals. They like to slowly corrupt people. Okay, I'll share that with the group that I recall having read that hags like to corrupt people. By the way, it is also rather late at this point for all of you. How far are we from the tavern where I'm staying? It's about a 20 to 30 minute walk. All right, I'm going to suggest we gather up everything here, all the research. We go to, to an inn and recover and then start fresh in the morning. You guys that are staying in the inn, would they know if there is, um, with the festival happening, would there be available rooms? I can get us a room, I'm sure. I can get rooms for you guys. I'm pretty close with my innkeeper. Garrett Brushgather, my halfling innkeeper, I'm sure will find a place for us. Okay. And I think we'll be pretty secure there. Do we all want to stay together, probably? It's probably a good idea at this point. I agree. Well, whatever we're in, I think we're all in it together. All right, let's start heading back. No objections here. Do we need to do anything with this body? Probably should burn it. I was going to specifically ask if I could do it, just because I really didn't like that guy. <laughs> you have well, no problem back. with a few fire bolts to begin to light him up. And it takes you guys a few moments to watch. The smell does start to get to you after a little yep. bit. Let's but go. you stay long enough to confirm that he will be done. <laughs> okay. So I will lead you guys to the Nickel Granger Tavern. All right. It'll take you guys a little bit of time. You do eventually arrive, and it's rather quiet at this point. It's it's pretty late. You do see Garrett standing behind the bar. Saria. I'll say, yes, Garrett. Believe it or not, I made friends. He looks at all of you, and kind of like eventually his eyes fall to uh, to Kalima. I was like, really? Okay. Is that so hard to believe? Do you have rooms that they can rent? I know it's busy. Yeah, I have. But... I have. I have a few rooms. I mean, you're helping me out with it, so it depends how many rooms you're looking for. I don't mind sharing. For Tony, do I- yeah, do we? Do they have like two beds in like a small room? We yeah, they have. Things. They have a few rooms that have a couple of beds in them. I don't really need to sleep, but just anywhere I can kind of sit for a while. Uh, okay. I guess we'll just share. I guess Kalima, you can stay with me. Sildon, do you just like sit in a corner? Yeah, anywhere really. Like, what kind of space do like? Do you need a pillow? Is it okay if I kind of just sit in the bar for about four or five hours? If you stay in the corner, I suppose, and don't That's weird people fine. out. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, and um, I guess we'll just need one other room. That that's fine. Um, I'll I'll take care of you at least for for a couple of days. You're helping out some friends of mine, so 
I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Nods. I'll, I'll fill you in on some stuff in the morning. Yeah, it is rather late, so. Yeah. That uh, sounds we've good. We've had a hard night. It's been rough, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we need some sleep. Except for this one, who apparently doesn't sleep. So. You eventually all do retire. You get your rest for the evening. Sildan. Yes. As you are essentially getting out of a trance, because you only need four hours of that and four hours of just light rest. Mm-hmm, and um, it's semi-consciousness. You're kind of looking around the bar. It's empty. After a moment, though, you notice the door open to the outside, and you see a slim figure start to approach, a young half-elf, and it takes you a moment before you realize it's Elsis, one of your students. Okay. And she looks over to you and starts to walk forward and there's a distant look to her eyes and she walks up leave this quest or we will kill the other two and she falls unconscious that's what we'll pick up next time why thank you all so much for listening to our podcast as you know you can find it on podbean itunes google play and now stitcher please follow us on twitter at rules as written we'd love to talk to you and we'll see you next time in orenthal thanks <laughs>